0: Welcome to The Bottom of the Glass, a podcast about the art of traditional rudimental drumming and music of all origins. The Bottom of the Glass is hosted by Dave Loyal, Brendan Mason, and me, Brian Watkinson. We'll dig deep into the theories, the ideas, and the history of rudimental drumming, fifing, and world music through the words and experiences of those who are making music history today.
1: Recording in progress. Recording in progress. Hey guys, how
2: are you?
0: Hi, Dave.
2: Doing well? I just got a text message right at the moment that we started it. I apologize. Oh, man. So, yeah, how, how are we doing? Well, Good.
1: Getting ready for Deep River, getting a lot of yep. stuff done uh, around here. Excited about it.
0: Yeah, the Deep River Muster is a go for the first time in two years. So, Everybody's pretty pumped about it. I think it's going to be a crazy time. There's quite a few cores that have registered. And uh, we're thinking there's going to be uh, a decent number of cores kind of jumping on in the last week as we approach it. Yeah. How
2: many day. courses there signed up right now, Brian? I think there's about 37. so. 37.
0: <coughs> yeah. So, so it should be good. You know, the, uh, the muster committee's ready. The town is ready. So we're just ready to do it.
2: Cool.
1: That's the uh, cool thing about this. Uh, like, like we're uh, interviewing Scott Scott Redfield on this. We've already done that interview, um, which um, was 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 awesome. But um, one of the cool things is that like people don't. Um, when an event goes really well people don't really notice all that goes into it um like they'll notice when things go poorly but um i've done a lot of events and i, I know that uh scott redfield has done um, a ton of events both with the old guard and and with uh you know um with deep river and all kinds of mariners and all kinds of different things but um, the Deep River Muster is very well organized. It always has been, um, you know, and, and that's it's super cool, but it's something that people don't necessarily realize, the amount of work that goes in to make that happen.
2: Yeah, one of the questions that I wanted to ask, and I forgot to do that, was that the Deep River Muster is not run by one single drum corps. It's not run by the Deep River seniors or the Deep River juniors. I know the Deep River juniors have um, their pick and who they're going to have for the tattoo. But other than that, it's pretty much run by a bunch of different members of different drum corps. Right, Brian?
0: Correct. That's exactly how it works. Uh, the muster committee is made up of members from a slew of different corps, and uh, the committee is the entity that, that runs the muster. So it's really not, it's really not a full Deep River thing. So it's, a, it's pretty interesting the way it works.
2: And we were trying to get the parade lineup from Scott Redfield, the order anyways, and we were not able to do that. And he said that they have to keep it under wraps until that day. It's, uh, that's custom. But we do have a list of the cores that did sign up and did register for the Deep River muster. So Brian has that list in
0: no particular order. In no particular order. It's going to be the Deep River Seniors. Deep River Juniors. Stony. This sounds like
1: a particular order, Brian. (laughs) You might want to mix it up a little bit. (laughs) All right, then. (laughs) I'm joking.
0: The Westbrook Drum Corps. Moodus. I am mixing it up. Monumental City. Higginham Haddam. Colonel John Chester. Landcraft. Bristol County. Kentish Guards. Los Angeles Fife's and Drums, Connecticut Valley Field Music, AmeriCleek, New York Ancients, Cohogs, Connecticut Blues, The Patriots, <laughs> Mattituck, Yalesville, Colchester, The Regulators, Taggart Pipes and Drums, Warehouse Point, Marquis of Gramby, is that how you... Marquis of Granby. Marquis of Granby. Yep. Marquis. Williamsburg, field music, Civil War troopers. Who am I missing? Colonial Musketeers, Sudbury, Milford, Beth Page, um, Grand Republic, the Mariners, Sailing Masters, Adamsville, Camden Continentals, and I said Stony Creek and the two Deep River Course. So,
2: yeah, I got to be honest. When we were talking about doing this, listing all the cores off, it sounded way cooler in my head than what we just did. (laughs) It did suck. It really sucked. So if you haven't heard your name on the list and you think that you're going to Deep River, you might want to call somebody soon.
0: (laughs) Or I might have just missed you.
2: Yeah, that's possible. Let me make sure. You trying to (laughs) go to the list again? (laughs)
3: <laughs>
2: this is a weird day dave's doing this from his shop i'm doing this during a tropical storm and there's like tree limbs falling down and power wires going everywhere i've got air compressors going off in the
1: background i don't know if that if that screwed up the list that you were doing but i muted myself tried to hide
2: it <laughs> yeah we, think it was fine. We, we've think we been trying to tell you that dave
1: yeah well that's that's the hand we're dealt today. So,
0: yeah, true.
2: Air true. compressor. <laughs> mm?
0: Mm? <laughs> uh, oh, but it'll be a good muster. I'm, I'm,
1: I'm super excited about it. Yeah. Um, like there's, it's it's been too long.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And
2: Dave, you're coming up with some new products too for the muster, right? Yeah, that's correct. We're, uh, we're
1: actually going to be releasing, uh, several, several new things. Um, one of them is, uh, is a drumstick rack, um, that, you know, people have been asking me for, for a long time. One that we've been working on for a very long time. Um, I remember talking to your dad, Brennan, um, talking to Donnie at Troopers Muster, like 10 years ago about, um, about this idea. And it's going to be, um, it's actually a new model of drum called the independence model drum. Um, with some pretty neat innovations um, and a lower price point too. So, um, so we're super excited about, about um, finally having everything in place for that um, to release it at the deep river muster. Um, So uh, keep your eyes open.
2: (laughs) Nice. Sweet. Yeah. So the other thing that we talked about, I think that, that bears mentioning that the crowds at parades and events this year has gone through the roof. They mm-hmm. said at the Bristol 4th of July parade, they had over 100,000 spectators. Wow. Which is far more than what they've had in the past. So that's it's pretty incredible. I feel like uh, everything's just getting back to normal. Um,
0: I mean, so, Gaspe days was a madhouse. It was crazy. A madhouse. Unbelievable.
2: So I'm looking forward to Deep River coming back to that.
0: Me too. And I think we'll get there. No, but it is. It's very well organized. You know, Redfield does a great job uh keeping everything moving. It's just it should come off without a hitch.
2: Yeah. So you still happy that you did it, Brian?
0: Uh no, not particularly. But
2: <laughs> <laughs>
4: No, but hey, that was a political answer, huh? <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>.
2: <laughs> don't you be honest with us, Brian? <laughs> well, I feel like you need to do it again next year. Why? Because you're in now. You bring so much to the table.
0: I bring nothing to the table.
2: Ah, I, I don't.
0: <laughs> All right. Well,
2: hopefully, we will start this interview soon. <laughs> Hey, what kind of music are we going to put on this?
0: You know, I'm not sure. Hmm. A little Deep River, Deep River Seniors, Deep River Juniors, Vix Kids. Oh. Mm.
2: Maybe we do some Company Kids, Company Camp.
0: Yep, Company nice. Camp. That'd be fun. That's not happening this year. That is not happening this year.
2: Again, another one of those things that I'm, I'm hoping we get back sooner rather than later.
0: The timing just wasn't right for that. Right. And and, and the fact that they're they're kids. Right. Um, So it would have to happen earlier and there'd be kids involved. And I think it was just, you know, the safer thing to just say, nope, not this year. And I get that.
2: Oh, look at this. We got somebody coming in. There's Marilyn. No way. We got Marilyn Melcarney. Hi, Marilyn. Well, they haven't got on yet.
0: We're
4: getting there
2: though. Hi. Hey, how are you? Good,
1: how are are you? How are you, you, Marilyn? Good to see you.
2: Well, hear you so far. But uh (laughs) Hey, do you guys can you get your camera
4: on, Marilyn? Oh yes, I'm sorry. Oh, it's okay.
2: I'm just uh, thankful that you're coming on because you're saving this episode right now. We were just <laughs> we were just talking to each other like we were on an awkward first date,
0: <laughs> <laughs> and it would be no the last date. If that's the way it was going to go, it's going to be the last date. <laughs>
2: yeah, <laughs> we we went out to dinner last night, and at, uh, at some Italian restaurant in Providence, and there was a, a beautiful couple sitting next to us. And they just sat there and looked at each other the entire time. So I, I try to, to have a very loud uh, conversation with my family and try to make it, you know, awkward, break the ice. They just stared at each other for about 40 (laughs) minutes. That was probably the last date that they went on.
0: (laughs) Hey, Terry, how you doing?
5: Good morning. Real good.
0: Good. Glad you guys came on. So, uh, Yeah, because we wanted to, you know, I mean, this is the Deep River Muster edition, and so we thought you guys would be perfect to chat with for a couple of minutes, you know, because you've been involved with this for so long, and can give us some good insight to what's going on today, what, you know, what used to happen, and all that kind of stuff, so I'm looking forward to it. So are we. Good, good. So, so what I'll do is I'll just do like a quick introduction on you, and tell people, you know, who you are, and... Um, why we're talking to you, and then we'll just we'll just have a have a chat.
4: Okay. Sounds good. We apologize for being late, guys. Oh, okay. No, it's okay. No worries. Okay,
0: Brent, Brendan, you're muted, but maybe you want that. <laughs> or maybe we want that. <laughs>
4: <laughs> I'm just thinking that. <laughs>
1: maybe
0: everybody wants that. <laughs> When we were discussing who we'd like to talk to for our Deep River Mustard Edition, the two guests we have today came to mind immediately. Terry and Marilyn Mulcarney have been part of the Deep River community for decades. In fact, their families have been prominent residents of the Deep River Chester, Essex area for generations. Terry is a longtime member of the Ancient Mariners and has been involved with the Deep River Drum Corps since he was a kid. His dad, Vic Melcarney, started the Deep River Junior Fife and Drum Corps many years ago. Marilyn runs Vic's Kids. That's a Fife and Drum Corps organized as a tribute to Vic Melcarney. So who better to talk to about Deep River and the Deep River muster than Terry and Marilyn Melcarney? Thanks for taking a few minutes to talk to us, guys. Thanks for being here.
4: It's our pleasure.
0: Well, it looks like, uh, it looks like we have a muster this year. How excited were you guys when you found out it was officially a go? Aesthetic man.
4: <laughs> I was dumbfounded. <laughs> I didn't expect it to happen.
0: Well, it you know, it, I mean, if you if you asked people in January, February, and March, the answer probably would have been no. You know? Yep. Yep. But things, you know, things happened, things moved quickly, you know, things kind of turned, and then it got to the point where. Yeah, I think this thing can happen, you know.
4: But also Connecticut did a good job with COVID. Yes. And that's yeah, why yep. it happened.
0: Yep, that's true. That is yeah,
1: true. I mean, yeah, um, a few months ago, like I, I was still questioning if it was going to happen as well, but there, there's been so much uh, like pent up energy that I'm, I'm really glad that, uh, that, that it's, it's, it's coming together and people are going to get to see each other. Um, we'll, we'll get to play some music together and have a good time
0: we were just talking before you came on, we were just talking about how, you know, for these first events uh, like, you know, gaspy days. And I mean, it's been a madhouse at these parades. Spectators are coming out in droves, you know, now that they can. And the Deep River Muster might be the same way. I mean, it might be pretty packed going down Main Street headed, headed toward the field. And, you know, there could be a lot of, you know, there's about... 37 cores that have registered already for it. Right. Uh, but we always get those those cores that decide to come on, you know, the week of. So, could be a long core list with a lot of spectators.
4: Or it could be a shorter core list with a lot of spectators. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, it,
0: yep. Yep, it could be that. It could be that. So, Marilyn, tell us a little bit about Vix Kids for this muster. Are you doing anything a little different?
4: Well, we are. Last year, we were going to celebrate our 65th anniversary of the Deep River Juniors. And obviously, that was canceled. So, so what? It's not 65. It's now 66. We're still going to celebrate that fact. It's a lot of years on the street for a junior drum corps. So we're doing a um, program Friday night. We've invited Vicks kids, any Vix kids to join us, which would mean Tories or Juniors, mm-hmm. former Tories and Juniors. Brian, I hope you're going to be in the line.
0: I was never a Tory or a junior.
4: Oh, my God. I am dumbfounded. I thought you were.
0: Yep. Nope. I was never a Tory or a junior. The first core I went to was Chester, believe it or not.
4: I don't believe it. (laughs) Crazy. Wow. He doesn't
2: remember that time anyways. What are you talking about?
4: (laughs) (laughs) Weren't your siblings in Deep River? Oh, gosh. The whole crowd. Yeah, the whole
0: all of my siblings were, except for my brother Wayne. So my dad played fife, my two sisters played fife, uh, my brother Jim played snare, and uh, my mom worked on uniforms.
4: Oh. Stuff. I didn't
0: know that about you.
4: That's interesting. <laughs> yeah. I know your mom was awesome. So were
2: you a rebel or something? Did you hate your family? What's What's the story behind this, Brian?
0: I don't know how it happened. It just happened. It's you know what? just things you can't
3: explain. <laughs>
4: I would make you an honorary member. I have to tell you. Would you? <laughs> well, considering your whole family was part of it, you just lost the little brother. Um, yeah. So, so Friday night they're going to be part of our program. The juniors are going to perform first. The Dick's um, kids are going to join them, and then we have um, young Colonials yep. are going to perform. And Stony Creek is going to perform, which is going to be rocking. Yep. Uh, and um, I think
0: Grand Republic's in there
4: too. And Grand Republic is certainly performing, which, oh, ironically, oh. I invited them two years ago. So, you oh. know, I'm really pleased that they're making it. <laughs> Excellent. Look, it's going to be a really good program. And it's then on Saturday, yep, on Saturday for the first time ever, Vic's kids are going to march with the juniors instead of as a separate corps. Oh, cool. So we're going to be one big core. Whoever comes out, you know, still remains to be seen. We have no clue.
2: Yeah. So do you, I have, I think I have at least two Vix Kids t-shirts lying around my, my dresser. Are you guys going to have any other t-shirts for sale this year?
4: Not for sale, but I can order because I only, I put out 62 t-shirts were ordered this year. Okay. And, and that's a huge order. You know, and we did not um, order extras because I just couldn't afford to keep going on it. Mm-hmm. But if anybody wants one, you know, I can have a sign-up sheet and I can order after the fact. Yeah, yeah, they're nice
2: this year. They really are. There's oh, something well, that I'm gonna want one because the the ones that I have have like you know cigarette burns in them and <laughs> and and whatever was going on at that time in my life. So would be, <laughs> it would be great to get a new one.
4: Excellent. I did
0: see them for this year. It's really cool. That image of Vic is yep. really, really cool.
5: Yep. Yep. And him
0: in like a uniform.
5: Yep. Yeah. Uh, Army, Army. Army
0: uniform. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. It's very cool. Awesome. So, Terry, try and explain what it was like in the early days, you know, when Deep River fielded three big-ass corps, oh, you know, the Tories, the Juniors, the Seniors.
5: Um crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it was, it was, uh, just so, so many, there was three cores that my father was, uh, like directing, yep.
0: um,
5: the midgets, uh, which was a feeder core for the Tories and then the Tories. so you had the midgets, the juniors and the Tories, and he was trying to, uh, Keep the senior corps in line, also. So he was an octopus yeah. <laughs> director. Like it was,
2: it was crazy. So were were they actual midgets? Um, <laughs> only,
5: only only a couple.
2: Because <laughs> I'd pay money to see that corps. That, that's. <laughs> oh, Hammond would too. Oh my gosh! It's... <laughs> Sorry, I had to ask. (laughs) Brian's nodding his head in in disapproval there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not sure if you're allowed to say that anymore,
1: Brian. (laughs) No, (laughs) really.
0: (laughs) Little people, I believe.
4: Yes. (laughs) But the midgets were really tiny kids, tiny, and they wear bow ties. And all they knew was one song, and they played that one song, Yankee Doodle, the entire parade.
1: (laughs) (laughs) That's the uh, beauty about a parade, though, is that is that your audience keeps on changing, so you can just (laughs) play the same thing over and over again.
0: (laughs) I've done that in a few (laughs) core. You get you get sick of two or three tunes really fast.
2: (laughs) So, how difficult has this past year been? You know, in terms of getting the junior core back to going and and uh, you know keeping the kids motivated and interested.
4: What are some difficulties? It's been terrible. We really didn't do anything the first year. And then we started Zoom. And we Zoomed, and Zoom was a terrible platform to do it on, but at least it initiated being able to see each other and try to play our music. Right. And then in April, we finally got back together, and it's just been these kids are like a sponge. They're absorbing it. They're loving it. We've been practicing for the muster and they just keep getting better and better. And I was so concerned we were going to lose the core and I'd have to start all over again. And I just didn't want to do that.
0: So, so the first time you guys got back together in person, were things a little rusty and then just kind of improved very quickly?
4: Oh yes. Yep. yep. Absolutely. How about with you guys? I mean, I know you were all seasoned, but did you have that same kind of issue?
0: Um, Yeah, we did. The first time we got together, uh, I think the first time we ran through the street set, it was a it was a disaster, but it came together really, really fast. And so so when we when we did our first parade, I thought we sounded great. I mean, tight as can be, but we never stopped. I mean, we got on Zoom like as soon as the pandemic hit and we actually upped our rehearsal time. We used to rehearse every two weeks and we upped it to every week on zoom, you know, and it's, I mean, it's not ideal, but it is what you have. So I think when we got back together, we just had to get a little rustiness out, you know, and be able to listen to each other again, because you can only listen, as you know, you can only listen to one person on zoom. So once we figured out how to listen to each other again, it all kind of fell together. And I think I'll bet it happened with the kids too, just like
4: that. Yeah, it did. Yeah. It did. But but with kids they don't tend to listen to each other so much. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. You know, so that that's just another whole issue. Yeah. But it worked. You know, at least we got to see each other and that yes. was important. And
2: that's a, that's awesome. That's the most important thing for sure. Yep. Well, it, Go
1: ahead. there's just like a certain spirit about about the music that doesn't it can't really exist over Zoom, too, you know. Um it's something, there's something lost there, the the personality of it. So that's super cool that everybody's getting back together. Oh, it's yeah.
4: so wonderful.
0: Yeah.
4: It really is.
0: Terry, what did the, what were the Mariners doing through all this?
4: Nothing. Nothing. <laughs>
5: <laughs> Once in a while, a few guys we would go over and show up, but, you know, no practices, no, no Zoom, no anything.
0: Yeah. Uh, you think people were picking up their instruments at home or were they just like not doing anything?
5: I think they were not doing anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but now we started back and uh, we've had some real good parades. Everybody good. missed it, you know? Good. But there, there's no way to, on Zoom, have two drummers drum together, right? There's no...
0: You- not, I haven't seen it work. You know, the only way it can happen... Is if those two drummers are in the same room, you know? Wow. So like, so what? What we did for Grand Republic is we had uh, Corinne Mitchell was in the same room as Scott Mitchell, and so she was piping, he was drumming, but everybody else had to be on mute, and and just kind of follow along to that. Oh, and
5: so, you played, yeah,
0: yeah. We played, and we played to them, and sometimes they would kick it over, and you know, hey, you know, hey, Kyle, why don't you play that? And they would go on mute. So you know when we kind of jump around a little bit, but that's that's the only way you can get it done. Yeah. Two two people remote can't can't pull it off because it just doesn't, <laughs> doesn't sink.
2: It sure doesn't. No, it doesn't. Oh, and we tried. <laughs> <laughs> hey, so Terry, tell me about your haunted barn. Oh my! <laughs> I want to hear about it.
5: <laughs> that happened. Uh Geez, the first year I got out of the service and uh, I had driven my old 49 Chevy into the barn to change the oil and the wheel went through the floor, <laughs> wooden floor. So backed the car out, we decided we're going to pour a cement floor and dug the whole floor up. Digging that floor up, we found an old, it was uh, not a Sharps, but a, a, a Civil War percussion rifle in there it wasn't a sharps but it looked like a sharps it was like the imitation spencer of a spencer
1: or something like that yeah and
5: yep. uh so we dug the thing up we thought it was cool well you know we'll oil it up and and get it to fire again well of course no <laughs> it was it was just a rusty piece of junk and uh, all of a sudden the dog would not go in the barn and then People kept seeing stuff, and uh, we had seances down there and scared the hell out of a bunch of people. Uh, <laughs> we had a jam session in there one time, and all kinds of crazy stuff happened. Um, this was a year; uh, the it was raining the whole the whole muster weekend, and so we had a jam session in that barn, and people reported all kinds of. White balloons going out the windows, and I don't know. They
2: yeah. that sounds like a good party, actually. <laughs> it was. It was. <laughs>
5: uh, Spooky stuff happened ever since. Ever since then.
0: Oh, weird. Yep.
2: <laughs> Sorry, I, I, I wanted to ask him about that,
5: but it turned out a guy was killed um, out there by who? By his son. By by his own son, oh, yeah, how long ago was that uh nineteen thirty three that that happened but uh wow. i not sure where the spooky stuff came from from the uh who knows. <laughs>
1: There Sorry, there. I keep on ch- cha- changing scenes here. I'm uh, trying to move around to find a quiet place so the air compressor doesn't keep ticking on and, you know, everything's loud here.
0: <laughs> hey, it looks like you have a pretty nice day down there, Dave. Uh, yeah, it's getting hot, but,
1: you know, it's probably going to be in the 90s. Whoa, wow. There
0: you go. There you go. We're under well, water. <laughs> I am looking forward to this muster. I can't wait for it. It's a week away, and it's going to be a blast. Yes, sir. All right.
1: Can't wait to see all you guys in person, finally.
0: (laughs) Well, listen, guys, thanks for coming on and spending a couple minutes talking about Deep River and the muster and some stories and the like. And, uh, yeah, I'm glad we're all going to do it. And I look forward to seeing you as well.
4: See you all in a week. Be safe.
0: Thanks, guys. Take care. Thank Thank you you so much. Bye-bye. <laughs> so so the patriots are the featured core this year. Can we say that now? Yep. They right. <laughs> are. So it's funny because
1: for like the last 10 minutes we've been having a great conversation with Scott here and and we had some like really interesting things that we were talking about but uh, we we never hit record so we might ask some of those same questions again and try to just pretend like we never asked them in the first place. I don't think
2: anybody's going to remember what those questions are Dave.
1: Well I mean so I was asking how uh, well first of all how many cores do we currently have registered for the Deep River Muster?
6: We have 37.
1: And how does how does that compare to years past with all the procrastinators and you know the people who uh, sign up? Um, uh, it's
6: well. So we have thirty-seven cores that are that, that were registered as of uh, July first. Uh, we expect to have a handful more that'll come in the day of the muster. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, we uh, we had somebody that went back and looked at a few of the lists, and it's not far off. Uh, if you know we have uh, typically ended up in the mid uh, mid fifties um, each year, so if you know if, at this point if we you know pick up another ten or fifteen cores on the day of, we're there. Um, so it'll be a little lighter, but you know that was expected. Uh, it's, there is still some uncertainty out there, and
0: yeah, for um, sure. Yeah.
3: And well, well, uh, also the thing breaking... to keep... I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Go ahead.
1: Uh, I was going to say, we're uh, kind of breaking protocol here. We uh, started off with some questions just because we had been talking, but we should probably introduce you before we (laughs) we keep going.
2: (laughs) Which is what I was trying to say when you guys were telling me just to say, hit (laughs) record. Okay? Okay. (laughs) I was trying to be the producer here, like, please hit record, Brennan, okay. It'll be really good if you just hit record. But here we are in this half-ass interview, Dave, Brian.
0: Thank you
2: very much. (laughs) Right.
1: Yes. I'm enjoying this. I think it's, I
0: think it's been fun so far. So <laughs> apparently, Dave, this is this is our fault, you and me, Dave. Loyal yeah. for God's sakes. Okay, so let's do the introduction. This is Scott Redfield, <laughs> and Scott Redfield is the president of the Deep River Muster Committee. I will tell you this: it is a big job. It goes on all year in one capacity or another, and Scott, you. Probably get more criticism than you do praise, you know, oh, yeah. um, as, as you do this, this job. Um, but this has been a very unusual year for the Deep River Muster. Last year, the Muster didn't even happen, and that's for the first time in decades. So yep. there's no question that there might be some pent up demand uh, for the Muster. The attendance maybe high and we're talking on both sides of the muster which can be uh the spectator crowd on the street and the participant crowd uh on the ball field um so which way do you think it's going to go do you think it's going to be a little on the higher side or you think it's going to be a little on the lower side
6: well uh, as far as the muster participants, the f- fife and drum family and whatnot, um, that I have a feeling will be a little lighter um, than we've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, I have a feeling that there will be, there are some people that um, are planning on coming to the muster, but they're not going to camp. Um, and there's some, there's you know, plenty that are already, you know, it's, you know, dram as usual. Uh, that's from the, the, the uh, the, play, the performer side, from the spectator side, I expect the opposite. Their people have been pent up, and this is the you know the this is the first big thing in this in the town. Uh, people have been waiting, chomping at the bit for it. Brendan,
2: yeah, no, sorry, I, I agree. I, I I was just at the Madison Parade this past weekend, and then I went to the Bristol Fourth of July Parade yesterday, and I could not believe the crowds. Even the people at Bristol, which is the oldest Fourth of July Parade. <laughs> in the country, usually brings out big crowds. This year, more than ever, they said that it was the, one of the biggest ones yet. So I'm, I'm also anticipating that, too. I'm pretty excited.
6: Those are the same comments that were made uh, for the uh, Gatsby Day uh, parade in, in Rhode Island. Uh, just everybody, the, uh, part of the Mariners, the Mariners uh, uh, reported back that uh, the crowds were crazy.
0: They were crazy, and they were, you know, in O'Rourke's bar, in Warwick, you know, after the parade, I mean, it was uh, wall to wall, shoulder to shoulder. And it was it was nuts in there. So um, so I think that's what we might see in Deep River. But, you know, the, the good thing about Deep River, it's not a it's not a bar. I mean, I we have and, and and you and I and in parts of the committee and with the town of Deep River, we've talked at length about. Opening things up and you know making things spacious and the fact that it's an outdoor event and the like and doing extra things um, at Deep River to uh, make people feel comfortable and and okay with it. Can you tell us a little bit about some of the things that the committee has uh, decided on to kind of make this a little bit different for a Deep River muster? Sure. Um, the first first thing though is. is- our intent was
6: to make it um, as close to the regular DRAM as people have been going to for years. Um, That being said, we've been uh, working very closely with the town of Deep River. Uh, We've met with them regularly throughout, through the year uh, and we've um, all been tracking the the, uh, the guidelines that the state and that the government have been putting out as far as for health and safety uh, protocols, uh, distancing guidelines, we've been we've been watching them very closely, and we've been you know obviously taking our cue from the the town of Deep River because it's, it's their call as far as uh, as that is concerned, and uh, fortunately um, we've been given a green light. And even though the uh, the last meeting that we had, the, the town uh, really the only recommendation that they had, and it wasn't even uh, them telling us, it was just is wh- wherever you can, you know, space things out, please do. That was it, and um, we've uh, you know taken that into consideration, and we've we've gone a, a step further. I mean, you know, you will recognize, you, know, you see a few things that have never been there before, I mean, they'll uh, every gate will have a hand sanitizing, uh, station. Um, the, um, where, where there are portalets, there will actually be hand washing stations. Um, that's new. I mean, it's, it, it'll, it'll, is it gonna, you know, change the world? No, but if it, if it may, you know, my thing is if it makes one person that much more comfortable, well, okay, when we succeeded, uh, we'll have another hand washing station over near the, uh, uh, where the, the food vendor is. And, um, yeah, so that, that, those are the big things we've, um, and spacing really is, um, what we've done is what, uh, typically was the, um, uh, if you were there on the field way in the back, there was always this fire lane that, uh, allowed for, um, one, pretty much one row of cars and another row of, of people like Brian who just park right into the tree. <laughs> um and that's been taken out. Um so that that roughly it's roughly twenty five to thirty feet um that can be repurposed to allow for a bigger muster field itself. Mm-hmm. Um the uh so that that's you know the big things that people will recognize. And we've a few more a few more portalets to, you know, to uh lower the volume and make, you know, make them that much more uh, sanita- uh, sanitary uh, zip on the list also.
0: Yeah. You know, that, uh, that, you know, backside parking uh, to be allowed to let the camping area expand into it is a big deal. It's you a know. Smart,
2: smart decision too, actually. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, it is. And, you know, and those, uh, Scott, what do you think that is? Is that, is that 30 feet or 25 feet or, or whatever we uh, we've we figured at least 25 feet um
6: but, but it might even be a bit more if we if you, I mean what will happen is um the one fence line that we typically have it, 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 there's going to be a fence line that's right at the trees and the reason for that is the, to make sure that uh anybody who's coming in from behind those trees um they have to climb something to in order to get onto the, the camping field and it makes them that much more visible so um, they can be seen by, you know, uh, very irate uh, fife and drum people who would not take kindly to, uh, you know, people coming in from the back like that.
2: Yeah.
1: So in the last few weeks or months, actually, because I'm sure you've been planning um, this stuff for for quite a while here. Um, I'm sure you've talked to a lot of the a lot of people from different cores Um uh, is there is there generally like a, a big sense of excitement to, to be getting back into this, or um, what's been your experience with these Every, people?
6: Everything from excitement to trepidation. I mean, it, it's, we have um, there's, there is you know one one fife and drum corps who's not going to make it. They uh, they they registered and they're not comfortable, so they're not they're, they're not going to uh, not going to be there. Um, some some of their members will be there, uh, probably camping out like they always have. Um, but the core itself is not, um, you know, a uh, few numbers, uh, obviously, like I said, the, the numbers are a little bit lower, not much, but they are a little lower. And we did, a a survey, um, uh, back in May that the, the, the intent was to see where people were in, uh, relation to the, you know, what the guidelines had said at that particular time where the, you know, the numbers were, uh, and all of that. And, um we, we, there was two surveys, one that went out to individuals and the other went out to core directors and we got that information back. And, and uh, as a, a committee, we, we went through it all to, to, um, you know, look at where people were at. And, uh, there were some people that were, you know, um, they, they were very on the, on the fence. They were willing to come if, you know, they're going to come for the muster or they were going to come just for the parade uh, or they're going to, but they're not going to not going to camp, uh, you know, um, the, you know, but as we, as we got closer to the date um, of, uh, you know, close of registration and whatnot, that the numbers were better. The, uh, the restrictions were, were down. Um, You know, if, we're not, you know, obviously we're not going to hinder anybody who feels they, you know, they, you know, if they want to uh, um, mask up for whatever reason, by all means. I mean, it's, it's perfectly respectable. I mean, I can understand it if you're, you know, um, I know there's, I think there was one Fife and Drum Corps, I just read this out on social media, uh, that their intent was that uh, they would create a campsite, but uh, unless you were, you know, vaccinated, they would, would rather you not come join them in their campsite. You know, I, I, I understand. And, you know, I'm, I, there's, I'm not going to get in the way of that at all. Uh, right. You know, there's going to be people out there that, that are going to be business as usual. And there's going to be some people that are just not that comfortable yet. And we want to be welcoming to everybody.
2: No, I think I think that's the right way to go too, because everybody has their own opinions and their own thoughts and experiences that they have to deal with. I'm actually more interested on the town side of things. How cooperative has the town of Deep River been as you guys are starting to get the the muster back? I know in the past um, it's been a little shaky ground in terms of you know the the relationship between the Deep River Muster and the and the town government itself. Uh, but it seems like from from what you're saying, it, it's going really well.
6: Oh, we've, we've, we've never had a better, uh, relationship with the town. One of the, uh, um, couple, uh, well, let's see, uh, looking back, um, to 2019, um, before that, um, we would, would have a meeting with the town and maybe one person, maybe two tops from the committee would go to that meeting mm-hmm. and, um, that one of the things that i you know uh what we re- really really have pushed is that no no we have we have a meeting with the town we want them to bring representatives of all of the departments that are involved and we want all of our people so that two things one you can meet everybody and secondly that you know um you get to get the experience of all the what people have to come to the table with um you know that's the From our side, we've got we've got people that uh, you know from all walks of fife and drum life that have experienced in a variety of different uh, things. Mark Logston from the Midwest is part of our our committee this year. Uh, Brian is a part of our committee this year. Um, We typically were you know if you didn't if you didn't live within five miles of uh, of Deep River you know. don't be on the team, but that's, you know, I joke. It was, it's a bit more than that, but it was pretty much mostly Connecticut people that doing it. And that's, this is not a Connecticut muster. It, it hasn't been for years. Right. It's, it, it's the biggest muster of its
0: kind in the world. Yeah. So. And, and the town has, and you're right. You're right, Scott. The town has, has come out in all those meetings with emergency services and the Connecticut state police and uh, just a slew of support folks who are ready to talk about ways to make the muster happen, even if it did or did not happen. And in those early days when we started talking about this, um, you know, back in January, I think I think the first meeting that I got involved with uh, was uh, early in January after you guys blackmailed me into being on this committee, which, you know, well, kind of well. Kind so, but, you know, it's been an interesting journey from that time, you know. So, you know, back then when we were talking in January and early February, I mean, did you really see a path to having this event on the third Saturday in July or did it look a little shaky and uh, maybe a little impossible back then?
6: It was definitely up in the air. I mean, as going back as far as January, we were starting to make plans on, um, having a, uh, doing a virtual, um, version, uh, as a, as a backup. Um, but, uh, and the, what I was personally watching very closely during the whole time was, um, a, the numbers, um, and also how the vaccines were, we're rolling out. Um, I mean, I knew that we wouldn't get to a hundred percent, you know, by the muster, but, um, you know, I think we were lucky that, uh, Connecticut was in the position that it, that it has been, um, as far as their numbers being kept down. Um, they, you know, they've had, they, I guess they, you know, jumped because they got scared of, of New York, of course, um but they at the beginning so they you know they took a took a harder command over it uh locked things down a little quicker um and i think we' are we're benefiting benefiting from that because there's a high number of people that are, are vaccinated um the numbers are down so that all the restrictions from having the event have been lifted um obviously you know it's, it's, next year is going to be uh a uh you know i'm thinking that's going to be a like a absolute huge year because by that point, hopefully all of our international friends will, their restrictions will be lifted and it'll be a, um, it'll be truly a, you know, a business as usual and um, where everybody's going to
1: be cheaper as well by that point. Well, I know some people coming in from out of town flying and the prices are astronomical for them to be able to fly out. I believe it yeah
6: but yeah, i mean it's, it, with the uh um i just uh, next year I, I see the numbers of out-of-state cores being higher i see the um the number of out-of-country cores uh being higher mm. and uh oh, maybe maybe a nice word uh to the company and maybe the you we'll get the the go-ahead to be the, do the national muster again uh next year making it you know uh that much more of an attractive target for people to go to um they also makes it easier to get uh you know if if we put in the request uh, to get the uh, the old guard uh makes it easier to get them also.
0: right right so how is the how's the muster meal going to change this year
6: uh glad you you circled back on that That was one thing i had missed on the what's different from the muster um the the muster meal for, er, from early on was was a, a little bit of a logistical nightmare because we typically do buffet style um you know go through the serving line and um early on we had to make we had to make decisions uh to to be able to um prepare for it and the decision that was made is that uh, we are uh going to be providing uh something to the the participants uh for the muster and what it's going to be is we're going to have bottled water and we're going to have fresh fruit uh that way the kids can come off of the off of the parade come off of the stand whatever and have something that's good for them that uh will give them that much a little bit of a pick-me-up and of course you know the there's always the uh uh the food vendor there the lion's club um will be there hot dogs hamburgers uh uh, sausage and peppers, uh, fried dough, the uh, French fries, the whole bit. So, Scott,
2: you've been to the Deep River muster how many years now? <laughs> Roughly forty something. Forty something. In all of the years that you've gone to Deep River, what is your favorite memory?
6: Oh well, that one—that one's easy—is uh, marching onto the uh, the field uh, uh, as a member of the old guard. Wow! Cool. Cool. yeah but uh my first muster first muster with the old guard was uh was westbrook and you know it's uh, as far as deep river it was it's, there's nothing quite like it the crowds go nuts um you know it, it's uh there's there's nothing like it, it it's uh, yeah they, they get excited i mean it um they go they they go nuts nuts for the for for the fifers. I was you know I'm a fifer. Uh, and Dave will th- tell you there's no there there's for him. There can't be anything like uh having the crowd go nuts for the drum line popping out to do their their solo. Um, well,
1: you know th- that's the interesting thing about about Deep River is like you know the the weeks leading up to Deep River you might have played a couple ceremonies where you know nobody nobody claps or you might play a couple of, uh, boy scout blue and gold banquets or something, you know, and then um, maybe there's a white house and then, and then going to deep river though, the, the crowd at deep river, I mean, it's so much more important for um, us in, in the drum line, but also I'm sure for you as well, because the people know what you're doing, oh, yeah. you know? Um, and so it's, it's a special, it was always very special for me as well.
6: Yeah, no, again, I mean, um, uh... It definitely was because I I can remember you know um, having all of you know, the my uh, you know my fifing idols out there uh, listening and scrutinizing everything that that we would do and and that's not a negative I I, I thoroughly I thoroughly I enjoyed it I like the fact that they did um, for you guys I, I can't imagine anything you know uh, be, because what you do is much more visual than uh, on the Fife side, uh, I can't imagine, uh, anything, you know, greater than some of the, uh, the drumming legends being there and, you know, coming, coming up to at you the end or afterwards, you know, you know, patting you on the back saying, good job. You know, that's, uh,
0: yeah, like, that's uh cool. I,
6: I know from my side, uh, you know, hearing, uh, you know, a, you know, well, people that I consider the Fife fifing legends, of John Chalia John Benoit coming up and said, you know, we really like, like that, uh, arrangement. You well, know, that's,
0: uh, yeah, that's saying a lot. lot, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's saying a lot. Um, well, listen, we don't want to keep you cause we know you have to get to a rehearsal. You go into a Mariners deal tonight. Yep. So, uh, Hey, what's their turnout going to be at dram pretty good.
6: I, it's going to be interesting. Now, uh, for the Mariners, it's uh, old home week. So it's, it's the one, you know, it's the muster that, uh, if you haven't been playing for, you know, years, uh we what we pick to go on that day are the the standards. So, uh if you can you're always welcome. That's the the key to a deep river. Uh, and so it's going to be interesting. I am hoping to see some people that come out of the woodwork uh, for it. That'll be, yeah. be cool.
0: Yeah, that's cool well scott thanks a lot for spending some time for our uh deep river muster episode i mean what you do and uh how you've navigated this year has been really astounding and i'm not just blowing smoke up your ass for sure i mean it's no i'm not kidding so um but thanks and i look forward to seeing you uh in a in you know this week later this week and uh we'll have some fun and you know, perhaps we'll have a little bite to eat and a beer. Sounds great. Thanks, All Scott. Right
2: guys. Take care. Have a
0: great um, one. Thank, thank you, Scott. Thank you, Scott.
3: Something that made me come back again. And what could ever lead you?
0: like this podcast and would like to support the bottom of the glass go to patreon.com backslash bottom of the glass podcast to donate or click on the patreon link on our facebook and instagram pages and thank you program produced by michael Blancaflor, edited by brendan mason hosted by brendan mason dave loyal and brian watkins podcast music was created by michael Blancaflor. Logo was done by Andrew Runner.